This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to another Joy 94.9 podcast. Transmission time with Sorry. Jay and Lauren. Thanks for that and welcome back, Lauren. Yes, There's the welcome yeah. back that I so richly deserve, isn't it? You've been away two weeks. You know, you've missed the first two of, and you were going to have something to say about airlines. I, there, there, there are things that I could add um, about airlines, but I wouldn't want to disparage our national carrier much. Um, yes, I had some difficulties last week trying to get back for a show that... I was I had plenty of time, and as you would, but apparently um, a national carrier decided that they didn't want to carry me back to Melbourne, and thought that it might be good if they just delayed everything by oh I don't know a thousand hours. Only a thousand? Goodness knows I wasn't upset. <laughs> oh, anyway. that's not the impression I got so, when you was on the telephone, Lauren. Uh, no, there was a lot of uh, colourful metaphors. I'll be um, yes, I'll be virgining in in future. I'll need to explain that to you. Virgin, that's actually an airline, or someone who hasn't had sex before. You wouldn't know either of those two terms because you don't oh, fly. I know. And um, it's been so long since you were a virgin that well, <laughs> it's been a long time, Lauren. Yes, I I believe so. I believe so. It's transmission time, life from a transgender perspective. Lauren and Jane, have you reintroduced yourself to the world after a nine-month break? Yes, I d- well, sort of, no, but not in great detail. Oh, though. thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> no, Good. not in it's, great um, detail. Jane used to be Jay. That's but, right. But you decided that you simply couldn't live without another N. <laughs> so you've thrown it in there in the middle, and we're all Jane. That's right. So has anyone picked it up? No, because no one gives a horse's bottom, do they, really? Oh, I don't know. There's, um, there's a few sort of questions around the studio as to, as to why I changed my name. We'll, we'll go into Jane a little later in the show and the fun and games that one has when, when one tries to change one's name in this wonderful state of ours. Later on in the show, we'll also uh, we'll give you an update of what's going on in the US, some fun things, some stupid things and some annoying things. There's an update on what's happening with children around the world. Jay's got some films she's going to regale us with. And I think we were going to... Are, you, are we still doing the crappy comedy track? Jane? Yes, of course. What, of course, we're doing the comedy track. Have you been doing, have you been doing the crappy comedy track the last two weeks, Jay? Yes, I, yes, I have, Lauren. Okay. Okay. And enjoying it. Yes, I, apparently you do. I even got some nice comments from, from somebody in a very high place. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like that makes any difference? Of course it makes a difference. Nonetheless, transmission time from um, from Joy Melbourne with Jane and Lauren, 94.9. Transmission time with Jay and Lauren. Jane and Lauren. <laughs> Sorry, Jane, I keep forgetting that, that N. We'll get there. You will learn over a period of time. So what have, what's been going on in your life? What have, what have I missed? It's been nine months. What have you missed? Well, give me the last week to well, start with, and well, then we'll work, we'll work <laughs> forwards from there. Okay. I bought a new pair of glasses. My old pair was getting a little bit tired, I suppose, and so I thought I'd lash out and buy a new pair. I noticed they're tinted. Yes. What's that all? Is it a Roy Orbison thing, or why? It's actually tinted in both directions in different colours. Very slightly different. Ah, so, so the rose-coloured glasses that you're looking on the world with, and like we just we just see what looks like something Tom Cruise in uh, Top Gun, 
Mm. Uh, you look out of rose-coloured glasses and everything has that beautiful tint for you. Yes, yes it, it does have a nice little tint. Mm -hmm. It just takes the edge off the bright sunlight, that's all. What's a pair of glasses cost these days with tinting? Was it extra? I think it was about... Oh, it was nearly $300, but by the time I got the discounts through my health organisation and Medicare and all that, I think it cost me $76. Oh, aren't so, you special? So, yeah, so look, it's very cheap. That senior's discount goes a long way, but you've been working as well, haven't you? A lot of work here at Joy. Oh. I don't know how many hours I've spent in here. Quite Lay, a lot. Laying though. cables, I think. Laying cables, and it made a horrible mess of my nail polish. I had to go, had to go and get them redone yesterday. Actually, it's very nice to sit down and have somebody do your nails for you. And actually, buff them up and filed them, painted them. Please. <laughs> very nice. Please. So, well, I've been going out. I've been in the in the spare moments that I have when I'm not fighting with the air, uh, national carrier. I've actually been going out. I haven't been socialising for mm. ten years, and I've been going <laughs> down the. Can we mention the name on air? Yes, Greyhound. Saturday mm. night, Greyhound. Well, Apart from cafes and restaurants, because you know I do nothing but eat. But you love eating, Lauren. I've been going down to. Yeah, and there's someone else who loves eating, Lauren. <laughs> um, but no, I've been, I've been going down the um, the Greyhound on the occasional Saturday night. It's reverted back to a... Um, it, it went a bit smoky and loud and noisy for a while. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you and I used to go ten years ago. Well, that was a long time ago. It was, like, but it's, um, it's a bit nicer now. And there's quite a few trans people congregate down there. It might be our pub. Okay. It could be our tranny pub. I don't think you're allowed to smoke in pubs these days, so no, they've got to clean a, up the air, wouldn't uh, they? They've got like a smoking area out the back, oh, I think, okay. where it's all freezing cold and miserable. <laughs> but yes, you can smoke out the back, and it's all, and the music's not a, a trillion decibels, which, which is, is nice. nice. So you can kind of hear yourself get picked up, which is, which would be good for you because that's obviously <laughs> up on I don't really what, go what into you that, do on Lawrence. No, I don't. You don't oh, oh, that's true. That's true. You stopped that, didn't you? When you got I your never new started. <laughs> when you got your new glasses and realised the calibre of person who was trying to pick you up, you realised, oh, my God. eyesight's not quite that bad, Lauren. It, it it might be a little bit fuzzy around the edges, but it's not totally gone yet. Now, if you need to get a hold of us, SMS 0427 Joy 949 is the email working, Miss yes. Teco. Well, as far as I know. On air at joy.org.au, we've got something. It looks like an SMS. Hey, it's got J and Lauren. Jane-na. Jane-na, Adam. No. Jane-na. J-A-Y-N-E. Yeah. Great to hear both back with Transmission Time. Love that Leona Lewis song. Well, it was a B-side, but you're welcome, Adam. It was meant to be something else, but Jane-na, with her new nail polish. Couldn't press the right buttons, but we'll get there, won't we, dear? We will. Transmission time with um, Jane and Lauren. Now, tell me about your, your name, Jane. Now, what's going on? Well, I decided to change my name. There's a bit of paperwork which really had been hanging over for you've been, many, many years. You're finally clean, you're cleaning it up. You um, decided, yes, I, I, I'm going to have one go at this and I'm going to fix it all up once and, and for all. And you only want to have one go at it, Lauren. So where, where do you start? When, you, when you're cleaning up your paperwork, you want to get your name right. You're sick of receiving mail in the name of John Citizen. Um, so you say, right, I want my mail in the right name and I want everything and I want photos, well, I want pictures, I want cash, prizes, Tim Tams. <laughs> well, I don't know if you get the Tim Tams or the prize or the money. It actually costs you what a little bit What do you start with? Birth certificate? Birth certificate? You, you weren't born here, were you? No, you were born uh, in Afghanistan. No, I was born overseas, I'll put it that way. First place of call is birth, deaths and marriages. I don't, don't be caught the oh, top is end. is that what BDM means? Yes. 
Oh, that <laughs> you thought it meant something I else, didn't know, you? No, when I went in there to change my documents, I ended up with rope burns everywhere. Uh, wrong place. Okay, so birth, death, and marriage. No. Must make a note of that. Okay, because yes. I never changed any documentation, but God, I came out a different woman. Anyway, <laughs> so, so you start with birth, 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 birth death, death, and marriages. Basically, the process is you fill in a form, old name, new name, and you take in documentation that says I have been living in Victoria for the last three months, which means probably taking a phone bill, not a mobile phone bill, but uh, you've got to have a fixed line phone, or your electricity accounts, bank statements, anything like that, which basically ties your current name. Do you have to pay the bill, or can it be? <laughs> and unpaid. What's, what's with the bill? Why? I don't think they're worried about that, whether you've paid it they or not. They just want to make sure that you've received a bill to your name in Victoria. For three months. What name does it go to? The old name? The old name. Okay. Okay, so you're validating your old identity. First, yes. And then where do we... So they say, okay, you've paid a bill, congratulations. Well, We're going to charge well, you to change something. That's right. Now that. we know you've got money, we can charge you to fill <laughs> in this form. They charge about 70, 75 or $76 or something like that. Okay. So you pay that, but you don't walk out with your certificate, your new certificate with your new name straight away. They have to go away and check things, and it takes anywhere between about two and six weeks. And do they, do they go back to Afghanistan and find out <laughs> if you'd... If you no, were remember born the Taliban? When probably, you were born yes. And, and do they do any checking? I've got no idea. All you've got is proof that you're a resident. You haven't got any proof right. that you're landed. If you are not an Australian citizen, you have to have proof of your legal status in Australia. Now, because I came out with my parents many years ago, I didn't have my own passport. Uh, so I had to go and chase back through the archives, the Commonwealth archives, to locate the ship that I actually came in on and when I actually arrived in Melbourne. Well, sorry, in Australia. The ship docked in Western Australia first. Okay. So basically, then you pay some money, uh, about $76, and you receive your certificate in the mail. Now, the first thing you need to do is go and change your driver's licence, because you'll find that the driver's licence is used everywhere. And changing your driver's licence is very easy. You take your change for name certificate to, um, to Vic Roads, and they basically issue it there on the spot. Okay. And, and take your photo, of course, and you're not supposed to smile. Uh, I don't so think having, I did. Having a birth certificate allows you to change everything else, isn't yes. it? Yes. Well, what I found that was interesting was that everything that I had to change, they wanted photo ID. Now, your driver's licence gives your current name and your current address, and also, I suppose, the photo part is probably not quite that important because a lot of it's done by mail, so they're not going to see you anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you start sending it off to a host of organisations and these are going to be certified copies so you make multiple trips to the police station or justice of the peace and get copies made, uh, certified copies. Then you can start doing your rounds of the banks, your superannuation. How do you go to Medicare being a national organisation? Are they happy to accept falsified uh, documentation? <laughs> it wasn't falsified, Lauren. They were quite fine. Just give them your change of name certificate, your old Medicare card, and the uh, and photo ID and they were happy. Of course, of course, that's right. They'll they'll send the your a new card, new card, and any any updates or whatever to your new name. Yes, yes. And the letter that says no, we won't pay for your your uh, gender reassignment surgery. But they send that to your new name. <laughs> that's right. Which is nice. <laughs> DM is such and such. Uh, yes, we recognise your female gender. However, we're not paying for it. That's right. Okay, that's good. So it's all electoral roll. Are you are you registered? Can you vote? Yes. I mean, you could vote before, really, couldn't you? I could. And, and yeah. It's not like you really want to. No. 
They were sort of very easy. I just went down to the local electoral office and filled in the form, no questions asked. I'm not even sure whether they wanted the change of name certificate. I think they probably did. I tended to carry that with me everywhere and I had three or four certified copies with me so if I popped into somewhere, oh yes, we need this. You wouldn't need to carry a, um, a change of name certificate, you just need a big t-shirt with an N on the front and on the back and perhaps on the jumper that you wear, big N, so that whenever you meet someone, they go, oh hi Jay, and you go, mmm, mmm, nah. But I didn't do That'll that. That'll kind of get you over the line, won't it? Everyone mm. will then be, be okay with mm. it. Um, so no problems, no major headaches. Cause uh, no, people had all sorts of trouble with passports. No, no major headaches. Um, have you got a passport? No. Okay. So no. you haven't had any trouble with them yet? Not yet. That's probably yet to come. Because the, they're an issue. They won't change the gender marker. If you're travelling to Thailand mm. to get surgery, they used to be prepared to change your gender marker to reflect the gender in which you will be returning and certainly the gender in which you are travelling to Thailand mm. presenting in. Well so far but all the other documents I've had no problems that way. Everything has got MS on the front of it which is good including the letter that I got from Vic Rhodes. Yeah, really fabulous. Oh there you go. Mm. Okay so no problems. Well the only problem has been some of the banks you go in and change your name on the account and then you start getting letters in your previous name because it appears that a few organisations don't match their databases up correctly and they fix it up on one and it doesn't automatically flow through to the others. Oh, okay, so if you, your credit card statement appears in your, in your correct name correct. but the demand to pay the bloody thing because it's 90 <laughs> days overdue, that comes in the old name because if you won't pay our bill, we're not going to... we're not going to recognise your change of... Something time. like that, yeah, yes. Okay, well that's, I'm glad you haven't had any trouble. Perhaps you can keep us updated as yeah. it moves forward. Are you going to get a passport? Do you ever intend to go overseas? Oh, I probably will eventually. I suppose you're not really allowed to, are you? What were um, your convictions and what and have you? <laughs> At the moment, I'd have to get a passport from another country. Legally, mind you, but not an Australian what passport. If you, can't you prove that you live here? You have to be a citizen to get an Australian passport. Aren't you a, a citizen? No. So how do you get a birth certificate? It's an English birth certificate. Okay. At the moment. So you got an, you, you've got a, a corrected British birth certificate. Okay, so, so that came from Britain, but you said it came from Victoria. No. Is anyone else the out there is confused? 96992945. If you want to abuse Jay, feel free. Um, anyone <laughs> no, else is confused? the change of name certificate comes from Victoria. Oh, that's all you get, just a fluffy that's change of name. That's right. But it's still legal. Well, I could have written you one of those. You could download one of those from the net somewhere, can't we? That would save me 70 bucks. Yeah, good point. But, you know, there's a lot of things that you have to have to change. I think I'm up to 56 at the moment and still counting. You keep us updated. Um, Jane is going to attempt to play some music. Transmission time with um, Jane and Lauren. There you go. Transmission time with um, Lauren and Jane. I guess we should we should just mention we've got an email from Alan, who's co-presenter on Orange Ribbon Multicultural Program tomorrow night on Joy between 7 and 8pm. There's an interview they'll have which will be of special interest to transmission time listeners. They have a Malaysian Chinese trans woman on the program who Ooh. completed her final transition in Bangkok earlier this year. They'll be discussing her childhood and background, uh, migration to Australia, gender identity crisis, the whole thing, her family support and what have you. All coming up tomorrow night on Orange Ribbon. Multicultural program tomorrow night, 7 and 8 on Joy. Sounds good. Good luck with that, Alan. I hope it, I might try and listen to that one myself.
Now, what's going on in the U.S., Jay? What's, uh, there's some good things? There's some, some good things and bad things. Well, in Nashville, the Metro School Board has unanimously approved changes to the Code of Student Conduct to protect students from discrimination based on sexuality and gender identity. Ah, uh, that's the one. That also in includes employees, doesn't it? Yes, Which it does. Which would include teachers and ground staff and what have you. Well, anybody who works at the school. Again, it's, it's all these little sort of nibbles that we've seen coming out of the US. You know, if they had federal anti-discrimination legislation, they wouldn't need all of it, this. It picks it all in one go. Yeah, yeah, but that's George Bush for you. We might get more chance out of um, Barack Obama. Who knows? So, um, so how did it all come about? Well, how did Nashville, that's country and western, isn't it? It's basically two. Eric Austin, a Hume Fogg high school junior and a member of a coalition basically said we work very hard to show the school board the true stories of students here in the district who have struggled to keep learning in the face of name calling bullying and we're so glad that our board has taken our concerns seriously so it was a grassroots approach from the students themselves approaching the school board with some documentation and saying hey guys this is really affecting us that's it, all very empowering, isn't it? It is. It's, it's, it's very and, uh, mature and that's fabulous. Yeah, so some of the, sort of the information they put together, they said over a third of the students said that they experienced physical harassment at school on the basis of sexual uh, orientation and more than a quarter on the basis of their gender expression. Ah, uh, that was that National School Climate Survey that they did. I believe so. That, um, and I think they also said that three-quarters of students surveyed across America said that in the past year they'd heard derogatory remarks such as faggot or dyke frequently and that nearly nine out of ten had reported hearing that's so gay or you're so gay, gay. to mean stupid or worthless. And yes. they'd heard them frequently or often. That's and right. it's, And that re that's really annoying that this is coming into the... It's almost like the right wing have pushed this phrase that's so, so gay or you're so gay into into the vocabulary to deliberately be derogatory of, of the whole and it crosses all of our spectrums the GLBTI the whole um, spectrum of our community and that's really annoying that annoys me nearly as much as our national aircraft carrier thing <laughs> uh. that's it's good on the the kids for doing that I'm really hoping that the US will get off their ass and um, perhaps if Barack Obama gets in we might see some genuine change. I know Hillary had made some strong commitments to the, the gay, lesbian, trans community and I'm hoping that um, Barack Obama will be the same sort of person. Well, it would be nice to see some of these changes coming in, like you say, from a federal level it would be fabulous. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately at the moment it's on a, sort of, it seems to be on a city by city basis. It is and there's still dickheads over there. Oh sorry, <laughs> did I say dickheads on air? Sorry, I didn't mean yes, to say did. dickheads on air. Because there's, a, there's another article from last week about transgender rights are spreading, which is a good thing, but opposition is mounting. That's right. And this is where this is where dickheads. Sorry, did I say that again? <laughs> yes, you did. Um, and and I'll just this is where you get upset. I just read it? you. Oh, the other thing later on is what's going to get me upset. But this annoys me. As more state and local governments extend anti-bias protections to trans people, fierce opposition is surfacing. In Colorado, conservatives read dickheads contend that a new state law will enable sexual predators to frequent women's bathrooms so in Maryland and not my shower campaign seeks to overturn a local county law they're saying not my shower they don't want trans people in their showers where is it where's the annoying bit because they're gonna we're gonna look under the cubicles is that that's sort of but really I suppose the basis of what they're concerned about but they seem to be uh, concerned about and there's a little quote here from their website which I had highlighted 
Never mind. They're saying they may also allow cross-dressing but oh, biological see. males in your daughter's school locker room. Yes, and on their website they show this picture of a very young girl, so she'd probably be about eight, and the words that go with it, by the stroke of a very powerful pen, County Executive Leggett has broken the biological barriers that separate male and female facilities. No longer will women and girls feel completely safe in the most private and personal bathroom and locker facilities of schools, public halls, malls, stores, health clubs, restaurants and other such public places throughout the country. They go on to say here forth, every woman and little girl will have to fear that a predator, a predator, a predator, bisexual, cross-dresser or even a homosexual or heterosexual male might walk in and relieve himself in their presence, wrote James the Dickhead Dobson, founder of the conservative ministry Focus on the Family. Where do they get these more, where do they get their information I've from? I've got no Uninformed. idea. I think they make it up as they go along. And there's another comment here. The legislation which is currently in place, if it sort of goes ahead, well, basically, it is actually law at the moment, but it's been challenged. It's going to go to referendum. I think they had to get 5% of the people to sign against it, which is something like about 30,000 people, something, in this particular area. And then it goes to a public referendum. But then they say here that this bill may result in forcing even religious schools to hire transgender teachers and then also allow cross-dressing but biological males in your daughter's schoolroom locker. It's the uninformed. Transgender activists will tell you there's no record of any problem with predators or any other type of bathroom or shower harassment arising from the transgender rights laws in anywhere in the US. There's not a single case of that. It is illegal to cause a disturbance in a public bathroom, whether you are male or female. It doesn't matter. It's illegal to cause a disturbance in there. It's illegal. If you're in a male bathroom and you stick your head under the, um, under the cubicle to watch someone doing poos, God knows why you'd want to. <laughs> but if you decided you wanted to, you could be arrested for that. In, Vic in Victoria, I think it comes under the Summary Offences Act. Yeah, so something like that. That well, I'll summarise it for you. It's bullshit. <laughs> That's one way to summarise it. You're right. It's, it's causing a public nuisance or a disturbance in a in a bathroom. But it applies to both male and female bathrooms. I encountered something like this. Oh God, it must be eight or nine years ago in Casey's nightclub in Hawthorne. Oh, did I mention the name again? Where they wanted a girlfriend and I to use the male toilets because some of the male patrons thought that we were in there exposing ourselves in the ladies. Perhaps at the ladies' urinals. I don't know what the morons thought that, that that's what they were doing. But I've got news for you. Trans women want to go to the toilet like anybody else, do what they have to do and get the hell out of there. Maybe fluff at the mirror, wash their hands after they're finished. But there's no desire or... or or, or need, we're not sexual predators. No. The hormones actually prevent that. Yes, they do. So it just, it arcs me up. So if you want to complain, I don't know who, they have a Not My Shower website. Mm -hmm. Google it and, um, I don't know, send them some kind of a nasty email with a um, huge virus attached <laughs> would, would be my suggestion. It's just annoying and it's not right. Anyway, I'll get off my high horse. Transmission time with Jane and Lauren. Transmission time with Jane and Lauren. Speaking of not to be confused, we've had an SMS from someone who just made the list. Jabelia, who is now on my death list. <laughs> if you'd like to read the Hi, ladies. It's good to know that despite getting old, Lauren is still as sarcastic as ever. Well, you haven't changed, have you? 
I don't know about the getting old thing. <laughs> well, that's saying that always happens, Lauren. You always get older. We will have words. We will have a lot of words. You, but yes, thank you for your comment, Chapelia. Ish. Yeah. Um, we've got a short one. Before we go to the crappy comedy track, oh. which well, you've probably I, lost. <laughs> I haven't lost the comedy track, but I've lost the, <laughs> the piece of paper. The Unless piece you've of taken my piece of paper. No, I'm... Possibly, possibly, and I don't care if I have. This, the bizarre article came out of the US this week, which we, you've got to make mention of. It's just too good to be true. Security scans will show sex organs. The world is obsessed with, with groins, aren't they? Well, Everyone likes a nice penis, don't they? <laughs> well, no, you do. Um, new airport scanners... No comment on that, Larry. It, new security airport scanners will see through passengers' clothing and reveal details such as their... This is all a concern for you. Sex organs, <laughs> colostomy bags and breast size are being installed in 10 US airports. That's why you're not getting a passport, isn't it? Mm, no, I don't think this has actually put me off because I think at the moment it's actually voluntary. No, well, it says a random selection of travellers getting ready to board airplanes in, in Washington and New York and Los Angeles will be shut in a glass booth mm, while a three-dimensional image is made of their body beneath their clothes. Won't that be nice? Mm, I know some boys who walk in there with erections. I mean, what are they going to do about that? Is that a pistol in your pocket? I don't know where that's going. This is supposed to be in place of a pat-down. Well, I, I think I'd rather have the pat-down. I was down. never a big fan of the pat-down, unless it was, you know, in a quiet corner somewhere. The Greyhound. Um, but I suppose it depends who's doing it, Lauren. Apparently the, the clothes go through... The, the, these millimetre waves go through the cloth of your... Assuming you're wearing clothes to identify metal, plastic, ceramic, chemical materials and explosives, according to the Transport Safety Authority, who are probably related to these conservatives. Um, this is their spin on the whole thing. Look, it allows us to clearly see a passenger's sexual organs as well as other details of the bodies, but the passenger's face is blurred. <laughs> Well, They're in a glass booth, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Blur my face, but the man sitting there staring at my images, looking at my face and checking out my, my genitalia. Might as well be in a toilet in the, in the nightclub, a which we're not allowed into because these dickheads in America won't allow it. It's a little bit concerning, Lauren. They're basically sort of seeing more about you than what they would with a normal pat-down. Now, if they're looking for explosives, why don't they use sniffer dogs? Now, the, the sniffer dogs, I believe, are very good at finding explosives. But apparently they can't sniff out penile implants, which is one of the primary things that they can detect on this, on, on this scan. But why would you? Well, you never know. They might need to know. You know, there, there might be a chance. I can't see a logical you, reason can why. Can you imagine the Christmas party at the airport, you know, once all the things been switched off, they'll all be taking turns in there going, what do you think about this? Mm -mm. <laughs> well, there's a statement here that says, actually, that there is no permanent record made of any of these images. There has to be no printer. Yep. There's no logging. Uh, it will not be no, printed, no. stored or transmitted. But the people will have oh, great fun looking at it. Of course it won't be. What a lot. Yeah, and this show won't be recorded for the future either. No, it's all. it all just happens and we move on. Of course they'll be stored and printed. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. If they find, you know, something which shouldn't be there, like explosives... Like a penile implant? Or, <laughs> of course they're going to take a photo Pamela of it. Pamela Anderson? She'll be ringing the bells in there. I wonder if it'll show up Botox. Ooh, that's an interesting thought. It's just, once the transportation security officer has viewed the image, laughed and resolved anomalies, what if a transgender person goes through there, pre-operative, Presenting as female to all the world, or an intersex person with, with ambiguous genitalia. Is that an anomaly that they want to resolve? I don't How know. How are they going to resolve that with Vaseline and a condom? It's just, it's bizarre. The image will be erased from the screen permanently.
Mm, in fact, they say that the officers will be unable to print it. I think that's a load of rubbish. I'm sure that they'd have to print it for evidence in cases where explosives are found. Well, that's right. They'll need to store the image somewhere. Mm. Apparently, the passengers, if they're a little uncomfortable with being locked in a glass booth or claustrophobic and having their very insides shown out to the whole world sitting behind a scanner, you can opt for the pat-down. I think I'd rather now, have the pat-down. I've never been patted... Well, I've never been patted down by a security guard... Oh, maybe once at the Peel, but... Did he find anything? Yum. Oh, did he? But I've never been patted down at an airport or anywhere. I wonder how much of you they pat down. Because if they're looking for explosives... It could I be mean, the logical place to store it is certainly in your case, between your butt cheeks. I mean, God no knows you could, smaller, you could store a small Hyundai between yours. Now, now, Lauren. Keep maybe, it clean. You'd, if you're going to hide something, you'd hide it somewhere where you think they're not going to pat. True. So... so they're going to have to pat, you know, give your tush a bit of a rub. Or you stand in there and expose yourself to the world. I don't know. It's just... They're a little paranoid over there, aren't they? Our friends right. in America, yeah. we love them, but... I can understand security, but, you know, sometimes I think, you know, these ideas are, are, are dreamed up by the backroom boffins that, that see all the positive sides, but they never look at any of the negative sides. I give the Americans 20 years, and you'll walk through... Um, a, a scanner or uh, one of these devices at an airport and you'll get a prick on the finger all the other way around <laughs> if you're lucky and they'll take a blood sample and by the time you get to the other end they will have checked your DNA to see if you are, ever had anyone in your family or ever likely to have a terrorist or anyone capable of committing a crime that and they'll stop you and you'll be, you'll be chucked in the bin there'll be a big blender at the far end and they'll just blend you put the bits in the bin and say oh sorry don't know what happened to her she didn't come out it's, that's, that's where they're heading. They're heading down. It is worrying. Yeah, from a practical point of view, it is very worrying for transgender people and for people that do have serious medical yes. conditions where they need other parts. Like I'm actually going to show up implants and everything. It, it, well, that's what it, they've said in the article that they will show penile implants. So all the, the female to male um, transgender people, it'll show up. They'll consider that anomaly. It might show up like a um, like a bag of cocaine. Oh, hello! They've swallowed this. We better check them out. Then what happens? Don't know. And it's those sort of things that become very worrying. Yeah. You know, basically, in the long term. The good news is this is already in. Uh, operation in Schiphol in Amsterdam so if you want to get yourself uh, checked out pop over to Amsterdam and then the US are right behind them and they're going to be 30 of them installed across Europe um, by the end of 2008 so we need to find a way to deal with this I know I'm going to start carrying all sorts of stuff in my underpants <laughs> just to see you know <laughs> Robbie Williams CDs or Robbie Williams if I can get him in there um, but that's you fit, just to see what happens anyway leading from there into a crappy comedy track well, Ooh, we we'll have to go out with this. We'll just have enough time. Well, that's the end w of it. Or, or maybe we should actually talk about this. No, we haven't got time. Just play your crappy, crappy comedy track. And we've got a letter about a, um, a transgender support group for partners. Um, if you'd like, it starts on Sunday, 22nd of July. We'll mention it next week as well. We'll bring it up because a lot of partners go through all sorts of trouble when their partner transitions. So we'll bring that up next week. Play your crappy comedy track. We'll get out of here. Stay tuned for full play. Yum. Good night. With Chris and Jay, and we'll see you next week at 8. This has been another Joy 94.9 podcast. Joy 94.9 is a gay and lesbian volunteer-based community radio station committed to providing a voice for the diverse GLBTI communities. You can support our work by becoming a member or making a donation. For details, go to joy.org.au.
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.